to help me welcome back to uh, the CL Bryan Show, Juan Newsom. How are you, brother? Hey, brother. How are you doing? Doing fantastically well, uh, Juan, and the Lord is healing me, and I'm certainly uh, happy that uh, to have you back on the show. So, Juan, I want to have you on. First of all, tell everybody about your podcast and how to access that. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do you like Sean Hannity does me all the time. Now, you know you can get a hold of me anytime you want to to have me on your show. And I'm your friend. How come you don't never have me on the show? Sean <laughs> asks me that question all the time. How come you don't ever have me on the show? I mean, <laughs> You've been on the show, see, but you know what? I've been working on new concepts and distribution and so my podcasting time is just really ramping back up so now i have um new dis- distribution uh, methods for your get for your um listeners you can reach me on cure radio show dot us and everything is there and of course we're going to have you back on the show fantastic <laughs> fantastic yeah yeah sean's been on the show three or four times but he always talked about how come i don't ever have him on the show and so <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so anyway I, <laughs> hey man let's talk here uh uh aubrey um avery and 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 uh amud avery in um georgia the jogger uh one you and i yeah. we have to talk about this man because I'm seeing black folks all over the place on this. Uh, the, I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. You can tell me how you feel about it. One, I feel like that even if he had broken to the house or whatever they thought he did, whatever, he still should not have been chased down the street and lynched or shot down like an animal. That's yeah. my feeling about it. So, so let's talk. From let's, let's talk. You get if you agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. You know we're friends. We can we can do what we want to do. I totally agree, and I saw the video, and I saw the video in the house, and he didn't do anything. He just wanted to see the house, um, basically. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever done this, and, and I've done this, and you know, my mother she used to do it all the time. But if there's a house under construction, yeah, sometimes you go and you know maybe check it out, yeah. or you know be. You know, some people participate in that type of voyeurism. He didn't take anything. He didn't even touch anything. No, no, um, no, not at all. You know, if they had a problem, they could have called the police. You know, bottom line, they did not have, and he was unarmed. Like that's ridiculous, right? And you know what, one, you know what, one, I was saying to the audience, if the burglar had was going out my window with my stuff, and yeah. he was going down the street. And I saw him going down the street with my stuff and I got my pistol, my gun, whatever, my shotgun, whatever. And I went after him and shot him. I would go to jail. Yeah, I would. Me too, especially I'm in Jersey, and I can't even fire my firearm really outside the house. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Denver now. You know what the deal is here. <laughs> oh, of course, we can we, we can wear our guns on on the outside here. We can, you, you know, but, but it's, it's very liberal here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so one wow. let, let me ask you then, what what's to be done with these two guys? These guys gotta go to jail. <laughs> I mean bottom line, they I mean they, that was that was really an execution. I mean, that was really um an execution that took place. Um this young man was just I mean, he was unarmed. That's that was the sad part, you know. And then they tussled with him, and then they gunned him down. I saw the tussle. Yeah. Um, I saw when they gunned him down. Like 
And homeboy, <laughs> homeboy was getting the best of. Homeboy was getting the best of it, man. That's what got him shot. <laughs> That's what yeah, got him he shot. Really was. He was he getting the best did. of him. <laughs> You know, if he was thinking, maybe he should have waited until the police got there. Right. But in the heat of the moment, it's yeah. really hard to make that kind of call because you're thinking these guys are going to kill me anyway. Right. I got to get away. Right. He didn't go out like a punk. I can tell you that much. He didn't go out like a punk. <laughs> but it's but just sad because he, you know, I read about him and. You know, he seemed like he had his life going in the right direction. He did. Um, that's the unfortunate thing. And, you know, we lost a young man because um, two individuals um, decided to take the law into their own hands instead of letting He in did. In this case, right. you let the authorities handle it. Right. And uh, now people, now now, now this is what you and I need to talk about. Because see, Candace, Candace got in trouble. You know, Candace, one of my disciples, uh, uh, runaway slave is the godfather of the Blexit and the walkaway movement. And Candace is one of my disciples. Yeah. But Candace, Candace got into trouble the other day by saying some things in a way that she should not have said them. Uh, she was saying that the, these two guys, you know, you know, did get a burglar. You know, the, the inflection was that the guy that that blacks commit the crimes is what uh caused the suspicion which led to the death which didn't sit well with a lot of 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 us who really like Candace and uh I, I don't know if it was just a misstatement a twisted statement but I see a lot of people defending her uh when when it comes to uh, bringing up that type of thing how do you feel about it well i think and this is what I hate about our side, and I hate to say the CL, but I think on our side, I have to acknowledge there's prejudices towards blacks. You know, I'm not going to say outright racism, but I think there are some misconceptions towards blacks. Yeah. In the case of Candace, you know, I'm excited about Candace and the things that she has going on, but, you know, you got to really be careful with the facts, you know, look at the Michael Brown situation, right? Michael Brown gets shot by a police officer. Someone lies about it. In addition to that, we don't wait for the facts, right? And so this whole thing just blows up, it turns into this national blow up about cops killing black folks. When Michael Brown attacked the cop, right? You know, his right. DNA was on the gun. Yeah, so in these situations, you got to kind of wait a little while so that you can get some of the information before you're commenting on it. Exactly. And Candace has a very high profile now. Yeah. She's going to have to be careful. Yeah. Because people are going to be looking to take Candace out. And that's the lens she needs to see things through. It's not just about getting your word out or or trying to, you know, be first to be right. Right. Like, you know, Candace has the ability to articulate conservatism like nobody I have, haven't seen She's in great. a long time. She's great. She's great at doing She's it. She's very great charismatic. Yeah. And they're, they're, she is, she is, the left is scared of her. Yeah. So she's got to be careful. They will they will actually manufacture a machine. But but see uh, right now she's got conservatives uh and uh, uh, blacks you know kind of you know scratching their heads. But you know I guess this too will pass. But now let's talk about this. Uh you mentioned uh Michael Brown and you mentioned and we both and we have talked about uh Armand Arbery uh there in yeah. Georgia. 
but now there's a distinct difference between them, right? Uh, Brown yep. actually did something that got yep. him killed. Aubrey, as far as we can tell, as far as I can see, didn't do anything that got He's him killed. Man. Yeah, and 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 so it's the it has nothing to do with the skin color as far as the crime and, and the way they were treated. I mean, or did it? Or I don't know what to, I don't know. It's just weird to see how we perceive this. Well, what happens here, the media, the media is, is on 24 hour call waiting for an incident like this so that they can stoke the racial flames. That's, that's really the, you know, that's really the common thread between, you know, whether it's Michael Brown, whether it's Freddie Gray, whether it's, whether it's this case, whether it's Eric Garner, the media is waiting for racial incidents so they can politicize it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's really the common thread. You know, there's the situations are different, but the common thread is how the media will use this to weaponize against you know people that they they disagree with. And they're going to portray these guys that shot this kid like racist conservatives or Republicans. <laughs> now, I don't know which political party they they are i haven't you know maybe i'm, I'm gonna go look up the registration later yeah i don't know which political party they are with but the weight the portrayal yeah you know yeah. and how they how they try to um project that's what the so they want to get the racial the flame stoke is just in time for the election any oh, yeah. opportunity like this before the election they're going to just take Oh yeah, along oh, yeah. with shooting, along with playing roots, of course, again, and the oh, yeah. Bush Katrina, Bush Katrina footage, and then anything else they can do before the election. Oh yeah, like this, they love. This is perfect for them to try to hold on to that black vote. This is perfect uh, for them to try and hold hold on to that black vote. <laughs> they holding on to that black vote for <laughs> life, man. <laughs> I mean, Trump. You know, if you look at the president and what he's done for blacks. In these last three years, he's done more for blacks in the last three years than the Democratic Party has done in the last 40. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of economic improvement, you're talking about um, criminal justice reform that, you know, disproportionately helps African-Americans, Latino households. Um, you talk about the, the empowerment zones. You talk about the help that he provided to HBCUs. I mean, you can go down and down the list of things that he actually helped, you know, blacks accomplish, you know, with his policies. And, and the strange and, thing is, uh, a one on what one knew some IT tech uh, on Wall Street. My good buddy. The strange thing, one, is that he got accomplished things that Obama never got accomplished in eight years. Well, you know what's funny, and I'm gonna tell you why that is. He. Blacks didn't have a lobbyist. See, the gays got theirs from Obama because they had a lobbyist, right? And the socialists got theirs from Obama because they had lobbyists, George Soros mainly. But <laughs> but blacks didn't have a lobbyist. And so, and, and you think about it, Obama was black. He was in Chicago. He was a lawyer. All these opportunities to do things. And President Trump just comes in and just blows that up. Yeah. Yeah. Blows that up. And even with even with all of that, there's still cognitive dissonance because, you know, there's some blacks that just hate Trump no matter what. But there's that factor in there. But the accomplishments stand on their own. 
Oh, absolutely. Let me let me ask you this. Since we're talking about Trump, Obama, it looks as though the president is has picked the fight with uh, President Obama. He's he's telling yeah. the whole world that Obama uh, was behind and did know that that uh, he was being set up and that the Russian collusion thing was absolute hokey. And uh, the president looks like he's he's picked a fight. I think it is a brilliant strategy at this point in time, yeah. because if you're going to, to go with a scorched earth policy and Trump always chooses a scorched earth yeah. policy, this yeah. is a perfect. <laughs> one. <laughs> what do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Trump. Bringing Obama back, in the, back into the conversation, and I, I know some people that work for Trump, actually, and bringing Obama back into the conversation, CL, reminds people why he got elected in the first place, for one. B, it reminds people of who was actually responsible for the Russian collusion, um, for the Ukraine stuff. All of these people were Obama acolytes. And so I think it's a brilliant move. I think it's going to benefit him in the short term politically and possibly the long term. I think this overturning of um, General Flynn, this this thing was blockbuster. And I've been keeping up with this case. The fact that General Flynn has been exonerated it's, it, and the stuff that he went through, and you, that should make any American, you know, that should send chills down your spine. The fact that the upper echelon of the leadership of the FBI can just concoct a case and not follow procedure and take a three-star general and just bankrupt him, that, the fact that, that the dominoes are going to fall after that. And they that's should. Where, that's where it began, General Flynn. It's, yeah, yeah, they should. Juan Newsom, tell everybody one more again how we can get a hold of you and how we can access the podcast. Cheer Radio Show. If you can come on next week, I would love that. Hook it up, Michelle. We'll do it. We'll get it done. And you're in my prayers, brother. Me and my wife, you are on our thoughts and prayers, okay? Thank you so, so much, friend. Thank you so much. God bless and keep you, friend. Uh, Juan Newsom, thank you so much. God bless and keep you. Fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thanks again for being on with me. Talk to you soon.